What's happening, Far Far Away family? Welcome to Star Wars in 10. So how is everyone on this Thursday? I hope all is good on your side of the galaxy. I got some news to report from out here on the Outer Rim. First, happy Revenge of the Fifth, my favorite day of the year. You know, it's a Sith day. And second, an all-new Kenobi trailer has been released. Now, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone today, but tomorrow, I'm definitely talking about it. So make sure that you go and watch it sometime today, because there's a couple of things that got me super excited. I got a quick question for everyone. The other day, I was talking with some friends about Kenobi, and they were saying that Kenobi was the last hope for Star Wars, that if it doesn't do good, Star Wars would be lost forever. I want to know your thoughts on that. Email me at sway.audio at gmail.com and let me know what you think about that statement. Me, I think no matter what, Star Wars is going to be around for a long time. I don't think there's anything that can happen that could cause Star Wars to go away forever. Okay, enough rambling for me. We got a story to get to because when we left off yesterday, Xana had just escaped Dawn and Sarah had just buried her best friend, Lucia. So let's see what's happening now. But first, we got to drop the intro. <laughs> The desert heat had faded quickly with the setting of the sun, and once her exertions were over, the chill made Sarah shiver. But the physical activity had been cathartic. The numbness that had clouded her thoughts and emotions had faded. A light breeze kicked up, and she shivered. Instead of going to the shuttle, however, she crossed the camp and sought shelter in her father's old abandoned shack. Inside, she huddled in a corner and closed her eyes. She could still feel her father's presence here. Even though he was gone, being in this place made it easy to call up memories. His face, his voice. She was able to draw solace from them as if her father's quiet strength and wisdom were somehow being passed from the place he had lived nearly all of his adult life into her. It was only now that she realized how wrong she had been. Kaleeb had always warned her about the evils of the dark side. Yet when the time came, she had ignored his words. And everything that had gone wrong, all the blood that now stained her hands, could be traced back to her own hatred and desire for revenge. It had begun with Garen's death. Instead of grieving and moving on, she had clung to her sorrow until it transformed into bitter anger that consumed her every waking moment. In desperation, Lucia had hired an assassin to seek revenge on her behalf in the hopes it could somehow save her friend from the darkness that had enveloped her. Instead, she had unwittingly set in motion the wheels of Sarah's downfall. The Huntress had slain the Jedi Med Tandar, this led to the involvement of the Council and the King. When Lucia confessed her actions to Sarah, she should have been horrified. Her father would have been. She should have told the King about the assassin, leaving Lucia's name out of it to protect her friend. She could have averted all the suffering that was to come with one simple act of honesty. Instead, she chose to deceive him, hoarding the secret and reveling in the terrible crime committed on her behalf. That lie had resulted in her trip to Coruscant, where she had learned about her father's fate. Looking back, she had no doubt Kaleeb had given his life rather than submit to the will of the dark side. But instead of honoring his memory and following his example, she let her grief twist and pervert her sense of justice. Yet again, she let anger and hate rule her actions, and Lucia was sent out to hire the Huntress for a second job. When the dark man of her dreams was captured, 
Sarah was given yet another chance to turn away from the Abyss. She could have turned him over to the authorities. Instead, she chose to imprison and torture him. By this point, she had sunk so far into the pit of darkness that even Lucia had sensed her corruption. Her friend had tried to warn her. She had recognized what Sarah was turning into. But now Lucia was dead as well. Anger, revenge, deception, cruelty, hate. These were the ways of the dark side. Ever since Garen's death, Sarah had allowed them to dominate her life, drawing her farther and farther down the path. And it was only now, cowering alone in the corner of a hut in the middle of the desert, that she understood the true price. The dark side destroys. It can't bring peace or closure. It only brings misery and death. Kaleeb had understood this. He had tried to teach her, but she had failed him, and it had cost her everything. I'm sorry, father, she whispered, reaching up to wipe a tear from her eye. Now I understand. What was done could not be undone. She would have to live with the burden of her crimes, but going forward, she would not allow herself to be seduced by the dark side again. Whatever fate awaited her, whatever consequence or punishment befell her, she would accept it with stoic calm and quiet strength. I am still my father's daughter. Bane was well aware how close he had come to dying at Xana's hand in the stone prison. Yet, he was still alive, proof of his enduring strength and power. He had gone in a prisoner, but he had emerged more powerful than when he had entered. Undedu's holocron may have been lost, most likely buried forever in the dungeon's collapse, but he had already claimed its most precious knowledge, the secret of essence transfer. And though his apprentice was still alive, he might just have found her replacement. He studied the Iktochi carefully as she worked the shuttle's controls, making subtle adjustments to keep them on course as they left the calm vacuum of space and descended into the turbulence of Ambria's atmosphere. She had told him her name was the Huntress, and that she had spent the past five years as a freelance assassin, honing her ability to identify and exploit weakness in her targets. It was hard to argue with the results. In her brief encounters with Bane, she had already demonstrated both notable ambition and incredible potential. Her achievements were even more impressive when one considered that she had never been given any formal training in the ways of the Force. Everything she did came from natural ability, pure instinct, raw power. Her ability to disrupt the Force in others only gave further testament to her strength. She had never been trained in this rare and difficult technique. She simply unleashed it against her enemies through sheer force of will, crude but effective. However, it was her other talent that truly intrigued the Dark Lord. How did you track me to Seutric? He asked as the shuttle dropped down toward the planet's desert surface. My visions, the Huntress explained. If I concentrate, they allow me to see images people, places. Sometimes I catch glimpses of the future, though they do not always come true. The future is never static, Bane told her. It is constantly shaped by the Force, and those with the power to control the Force. Sometimes I also see visions of the past, memories of what was. I saw you here on Ambria, with a young blonde woman, my apprentice. She still lives, for now. 
On the horizon, they could see the first light of Ambria's sun stretching out toward them. As the bright yellow beams fell across the nose of the shuttle, Bane couldn't help but wonder how far the Iktochi's abilities could extend if she was given proper instruction and guidance. He had the wisdom to interpret events and foresee their most likely outcome, but he rarely experienced true visions of the future. He was able to manipulate the galaxy around him, driving it inexorably toward a time in which all bowed down to the Sith. But it was a struggle to keep everything on course. Okay, this part starts off with Sarah reflecting her decision. Her father had warned her of the dark side and how emotions could dictate light or dark. She had allowed the fear of the man in her dreams to send her on a path to the dark side. Now she had lost everything. All she had to do was tell the truth from the start and all this could have been avoided. Now she would have to suffer the consequences. Then it jumps to Bane and the Huntress. They had just arrived on Ambria. Bane had watched this woman closely and he could feel her raw strength in the force. He might have found his new apprentice, now that Xana had tried to kill him, and he knew that she would try again. But he had the knowledge of Esther's transfer, and that would be his salvation. But there was one thing that intrigued him. It was the Huntress's ability to see into the future, if properly trained, how this gift could be used to help the Sith. And that's where this episode comes to an end. Join us tomorrow for the next part. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Intent. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Keen Eye Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.